everyone. Welcome to Coach Out Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And here's what we've got lined up for you this week. Well, you know, for example, if it's like a pro plan, you know, it's, it's much more position specific. So, for example, the other day, I'm working with Flo Balligan, you know, the Reinsert Arsenal player. So he'd come in, you know, obviously he's a forward, he's a striker. So he does just real lots of high volume, high repetition, uh, quality, challenging finishing exercises. You know what I mean? So building a session around that. So trying to get lots of game-like movements, game-like actions within that and then challenging within that. Do you know what I mean? He wants that high volume, the high quality of volume that's really important. Coach Help is here to help you. Do you want guidance on your own personal development? Do you want to reflect better? Coach Help's primary focus is to help teachers, practitioners and coaches to do this. Get in touch today to set up a free consultation and ask any questions. You can follow us on Twitter at CoachHelp3 or email us at CoachHelp123 at gmail.com. Hi Sol, thanks for joining us on the CoachHelp podcast. Good to, good to chat again. Um, what are you up to right now and how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Good to see you again, mate. Good to chat again and spoke to you for a while. Um, just in London, recovering from... Um, Christmas and New Year's as you do so just you know thinking about when I can get back into the gym but uh, yeah working hard mate still busy lots of players working with a lot of individuals a lot of players and working with a lot of clubs as well with my personal football coach Good um, just again because again I know we, we've met quite a few times and we chat and stuff and we're on the air licence together and what's your before coaching what's your background around football and, and kind of where you, you started were you, were you playing yeah, I didn't really play. I, yeah, I didn't really play at high level. I always loved the game. Didn't really, didn't really play at high level. You know, in a city London boy, you know, grew up in you know playing in in the playgrounds, cages, and the parks of London. And so, technically, always had the ability, but not much athleticism. But always loved the game. Never really played at high, massively high level, but uh, played at university. Uh, for captain the team at uni, and then sort of managed sort of coaching that. Then sort of took an interest in it. Then and then after the uni. Basically, then went to work in America uh, just because they didn't know what to do, really. So, a friend of mine had gone to work in America to do the camps, if you like, and then yeah. spent spent two years out there, like working, you know, coaching every day for two years. Loads of massive boys talk about that, you know, the amount of hours you're getting on the grass, you know, three three plus hours every day on the grass was amazing. So, did that and then came home to do my teacher training and transitioned, you know, into uh, football. Started off in the foundation at Tottenham and then worked my way up into the academy. And then spent six years in the academy at Tottenham, then moved to Chelsea to work in the academy. And then, you know, while doing that, was doing individual stuff as well. Coming back from America was important for me because a lot of people did privates, as they called it, their individual stuff. So I brought that back with me and started doing that in England and then transitioned quickly into just specialising in that. I was probably one of, the, one, you know, one of the first people to really sort of hone in and specialise in individual training. A lot of people did camps, a lot of people did PPA cover and all that sort of stuff. I didn't do any of that. I just did individual stuff only. Do you know what I mean? And that really sort of helped me, you know, sort of create this niche in, yeah. in the uh, in the industry, if you like, and be one of the you know world leaders in in individual training. You know, because again, how where did that kind of really spot? I know you said obviously America. There's this private stuff in America. Was that where it kind of come from, or when you're doing the stuff at Tottenham at the start, was it? you found yourself wanting to do more individual type stuff rather than the actual kind of team game? Uh, well, it's, it's almost like a bit of um, a perfect storm, really. So, I mean, the way I coached, you know what I mean? So, very sort of, you know, be like Dutch, like Cobra, like, you know I mean? Where I learned to coach in America, I really didn't do my, did my FA courses after I'd been to America. So, I really learned to do a lot of, like, individual ball mastery stuff and 1v1 sort of centric 
coaching through Tim Bradbury, obviously works at US Soccer now and, you know, big mentor of mine, but so obviously learned that way and that sort of individual type coaching in the group setting anyway, do you know what I mean? It's very individual. I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, having individualized programs and academies and stuff like that. But really, if you look at it, it's very team oriented, yeah. orientated. So I was that anyway. And then, like I said, yeah, I've done individual, like privates or, you know, individual sessions in America, came home, started doing it here and then realized there was a market within it. And then really sort of quickly became apparent that, you know, something that I was good at. And I became, got a reputation quite quickly, getting players signed into academies, so training them up and getting them signed, getting them into academy sort of thing. So, my reputation grew, and like I said that's twenty years ago. And now I've been doing it twenty years, so you know over those twenty years, I've really sort of carried on developing and refining my skills. And like I say, whether I'm working in an academy session with a group, you know, for example, like last year when I was working with the eighteens at Arsenal, doing this specific stuff, you know, it's very much an individual eye, individual aspect of that group coaching. So whether I'm working with a player individual or working with a group, that's individual based stuff, which is diff- different, very different. Uh, maybe the conventional type of coaching you get in this country. I mean, that's why Dan Machichi got me in to do that because that was something he felt that, the, the, you know, the players needed to improve on. Yeah. And before we get into that, again, probably just taking you back and this might be difficult. That first individual session session you ever did, what did it look like and what did it almost like? Um but- yeah, like I said, yeah, I remember like just it was in America and it's back at this back garden in Long Island, you know, it's a huge back garden with a swimming pool. It's just like pretty much similar to what I do now, like ball mastery, just you know, ball manipulation, you know, movements, one v one movements, stuff that I've been doing and learned to do with him and you know, that sort of thing. So you now if I look back into that, you know, the stuff's you know, it's gonna be pretty similar to what I'm doing, you know, now and a lot of people say, Oh, individual stuff, how you know, how are you gonna do an individual session like that? It's just about challenging players on the ball. Do you know what I mean? Whatever their level at, you know, giving them challenges on the ball and just trying to stretch them in that area. Yeah. So, like, when that player first comes into you, what are you kind of looking at? Well, it depends. Like, you know, for example, lucky now, I'm lucky enough to work with, like, you know, Premier League players, you know, yeah. players from pro players around the world, or, you know, I could work with players, you know, grassroots player. But, you know, for example, if it's like a pro player, you know, it's much more position specific. So, for example, the other day, I'm working with Flo Balligan. You know, he's an Arsenal player, so he come in, you know, obviously he's a forward, he's a striker. So he does just real lots of high volume, high repetition, you know, quality, challenging finishing exercises. You know what I mean? So building a session around that, so trying to get lots of game-like movements, game-like actions within that and then challenging within that. Do you know what I mean? He wants that high volume, the high quality of volume that's really important. Yeah, and then kind of coming from your, what little bits do you kind of tease out of that in terms of your, your details? Yeah, but it depends. Every player is different. Do you know what I mean? So, for example, you know, you've got, if you're working with these top players, they're much better player than I've ever dreamed about being. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not necessarily telling them how yeah. to do the skill. So, but another example, for example, you know, work when Nonny Madueke, like another one, he's one of the best young players in world football. So I love work because he really challenges me. He's one of the best. And trying to create a session which challenges him is a real challenge. So maybe creating, you know, practices which are going to challenge him and challenge his technique and movement on the ball. But then maybe talking about maybe then, you know, working things like improving his weak side a lot. And we talk a lot about those movements where, you know, because he's like, he very much likes coming in on the inside on his left foot. He's got a couple of goals on the other side, like Robin cutting in a bang on his left. Yeah. And then maybe sort of talking about ways to then, you know, talk about it a lot that maybe player defenders will overcompensate and, you know, maybe give him much more of the inside on his right foot. And then sort of talking about ways to exploit that and practicing that as well. Do you know what I mean? So, Different, it's a different really. Like I say, you know, those sorts of top players, you know, are so, so advanced about, you know, if they ch- given those 
those sessions which are going to really challenge them and push them. So maybe not me stopping and saying, right, you know, obviously it doesn't need me telling them how to strike a ball or be much more better 1v1 player, but we can still create things because you're going to try and give them that little bit of a stretch. Yeah. So I can delve into that a little bit more. Where does your... Because I know, I can imagine there's loads of conversation between you and the player because they've got that much knowledge and expertise going on. But where do you try and nudge them within them sessions? Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it's just like saying, oh, try this, think about it. Or can you do this? Or can you do that? Or can that be a little bit quicker? Can you try and do, you know, it's just about making suggestions in or trying like say, challenge the players to 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 really work at that um, high intensity and to get those sort of outcomes. And then like prior to the session, do you have like something where you're going to start from or do you sit down and design a session or is it more kind of off the yeah, cuff? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I, I think like anything, you, you, cut, you start, like any session plan, you come up with an idea of the sort of things you want to work on. So, for example, like, you know, those players, you know, if you're like a number, you know, if you're, a, you're number seven, do you know what I mean? So I'm seeing, you know, what are the game-changing moments that a number seven needs, do you know what I mean? So those, you know, 1v1 moments, big part of my, my, my philosophy, those, you know, 1v1 elements what's going to help you break the lines, create that space, and obviously then lots of finishing, repetition of different finishes or crosses or whatever, but lots of particularly finishing for those players. So movements to break lines, to unbalance, to, to create opportunities, and then movements to then obviously then finishing, shooting and finishing sort of thing. So to ask your question, yeah. So I'll look it down and we'll try and break down the game into the you know as many different microcosmic examples as you can get, really, or those little 1v1 moments which are going to happen within the game in that position or those areas of the pitch, and then really try and hammer in and, practice those different one those different movements, those different elements and we've obviously lots of finishing on the end as well. We've always with an end product. Yeah. And then how would you like manage that around like again, the physical side of it where is it they're just constantly doing it over and over again or would you work on certain sets and stuff like that? I'm just trying yeah. to like build up a picture of what it is. Yeah, I think you just got you got you got to see how the player is. Each player is different. You no, know, classically, you know, you do might do a sort of three or four or five or six, do you know what I mean? And then have a break. You don't want to, it depends what the player's looking for, but generally coming for me for a te- technical worker to sharpen up, they might say, look, I really want to push it and get more physical outcomes. But generally, I'm, we'll, know, we'll have a recovery, reflect, have a look, and then go again because we're looking for those technical outcomes, and those movement outcomes as well, which is really important. I probably want to sort of stress that as well in terms of my work is that getting those physical, when I say physical, those movement, those one yeah. v one outcomes mean a bit more explosive, a bit more dynamic and those specific 1v1 elements, which are going to be game-specific. So it's important to have a bit of recovery to go fresher and then go really be explosive again and go again and give it 100%, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and then how much of your work ties into club work? So I can imagine it's different for every player, but can you give an example of like a player comes out of a club to you and does that fit in terms of what they're at or they're just coming to you off the bat? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's you know, it's, it's, it varies. I mean, yeah, clubs don't really like players coming out and working with me, obviously, because yeah. they, they want to do anything, but then they got to remember, you know, I'm giving them something that they don't obviously get at the clubs. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, without, you know, I work with Premier League players currently. I don't, I don't really want to say their names, actually, because they say, but they'll come to me and say, right, this is really good because this supplements what I'm doing. So this, you know, one bit, it's this, you know, they come to me once a week, one hour a week is really individual, technical, specific, position-specific work, which we're going to do. And it's supplementing the work they're doing in the team training, that sort of thing. But that's just not what they're getting. Obviously, now, the concern of every coach is the staff is they're loading and stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, we have, to, we have to be really careful, particularly with those players at the highest level. And, are, and obviously, currently playing, they've got that, that schedule. But, I mean, then you just have more recovery time. Do you know what I mean? Less is more and those sort of thing. Quality over quantity. 
Yeah. Just off how you kind of answer so and again me knowing you like where where does your enthusiasm and love for this come from? Because like I said, you, as soon as I ask you a question around this stuff, it's like you just go. Uh, and again, like I feel like that's you all the time from from like knowing you and when even being on the air license, I felt like there was a little bit of you that was to do the team stuff, but then as soon as you went right, there's an individual party where like, I bang you in again. Um, yeah. where, where does that come from and how do you kind of keep that going? Uh, I think it's just my love of the game and how I see the game. I, was, I, I think about this quite a lot recently and I think about when I was younger and, you know, I used to really like players like Peter Beersley or Yuri Lippmann and Bergkamp and I used to be really sort of watch these players quite focused, you know, and their movements, the different movements, their 1v1 movements. If I can even think about, you know, Keith Gillespie, his sorts of individual movements he used to do on the wing when he played for, yeah. you know, both Sunderland or Blackburn or whatever, or Newcastle, sorry, and then played them. And luckily, yeah, and then I, and I think, yeah, you know, and that's, I use that even with my Premier League players I'm working with this week. So, look, in and out movements, you know, and I reflect on them, yeah, because I sort of see those patterns in the game. And I remember, say, Paul McGuinness said it on the A license, he said, I think after you've worked in the game for a while, you see patterns, right? You see things that happen again. So, whether it's, you know, player development cycles or, Players go to that. For me, that's what I see. So I see games, I see those patterns happening. And I'm saying, right, yeah, that's that, that's that, that's really interesting. That's, you know, and you see that all the time. But then my thing is that saying, well, you know, if you see that and it's such a common thing to happen, why don't we practice that? Do you know what I mean? Why don't we give it to players? Now, some yeah. players have those, we're talking about specifically a 1v1 movements, being able to break pressure on the ball, break lines with the ball at the feet. So, you know, players, also, many players develop that naturally evolve but my question is that if they don't we should give that to all players all players should have that so you know I was work, lucky to work at I've worked at three clubs who, where they want to develop Champions League players and for me the Champions League player they need those qualities a player to be able to receive stand the ball under pressure and obviously break lines with the ball at their feet ideally so we we can break down the game and you know people say yeah no but this it's too chaotic you can't do that there's not enough interference it's, it's rubbish because you know proved it I've got clips on my phone Watching match a day like last, you know, pre World Cup of players work. We work on something in training, and it comes off in the game, and so you, you can do it. But what's important is obviously you link it to the game. It's important that is game their game movements. Yeah. So you know you can train us up. So you know I'm getting a bit off, off course there. But yeah, my nasty question is that yeah, I've always been I like those sorts of players. I've always been a little bit obsessed maybe by those movements and interested in those patterns. And when I watch football, I see those going in again, and I go right and take that into the training pitch, take it into the training field. And can we take player A? Given those, you know, those assets, and then make them a better player. Because then, you know, everyone knows, you know, if you've got the ability to break lines with the ball at your feet, you know, I mean, or you know, to stay on the ball under pressure as well, it's one of the most hotly, you know, commodities in football. Yeah, and again, I probably open a can of worms here, but I, I speak to one of my close friends talks about there's not enough players that do that anymore because the game's become mm. very. Yeah, but you look exactly. Yeah, and and you look at like you know training sessions in academies all around the country, all around the world. Probably you know it is possession or rondos type of possession session, team based session. So the players come to me and say, "Right, well, you know, we'll spend a bit more time on the ball." You know, and obviously everything's built towards even you know you know under nines, under tens, under elevens, under twelves are doing stuff. You know how to you know playing out of possession, winning back possession, and breaking that sort of thing. You know what I mean? And working much more on these team topics, which is fine if that's what you want to do. I mean, I'd argue, say, actually, you know, in the younger age, you should be working on individual possession topics a lot more to make that much more centric. But, you know, what I'm saying is that you've got to give players opportunity on the ball to do that. Otherwise, you're not going to have players who can do that, you know, down the, down the road. So, you know, in the same, some players do it at the foundation and get in the YDPR, and that's all team, 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 move the ball quick, hot potato, hot potato, okay. where you need a little bit more of a balance, I think. 
how would you like see your role? So say for instance, you came in and worked with me for the day or for a season, and obviously you got like you said your typical team training sessions. Yeah. How would you fit yourself alongside that or into that? Yeah, so 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 like I said last year, lucky to do stuff with the eighteens and twenty threes at Arsenal with like Dan Machichi and Kevin Betts and those guys. So for example, that would be you know, you know, I'd probably do a bust up ball mastery warm up. You know, ideally I'd try and harass and let me do it every day. So like 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes of individual ball work after they've done their prep, after they've done their warm up. So individual not yeah. warm up actually. It's just into to some some specific one v one baseball mastery. And when I talk about that, you know, you, you, I've got ten, fifteen or twenty minute slots. You know, I've got to be really effective and efficient with my time. It's not a lot of time. And I might get that slot twice a week, for example. I mean, I, they should give it to me every day. I mean, again, I get to take twice a week. But within that, I'm working very specifically on the 1v1 movements in the game. You know, very specifically on what I think, you know, in terms of my empirical research, I believe the key 1v1 skills and movements players should have to the change of direction, the cuts, the movements, your Ronaldo movements, those sorts of things. So I'm really hammering that. Hammering those things, hammering those, right? So I might get that in there, and then basically then we'll go into a bit. And I did I transition into a live one v one there. So I've got twenty minute slot, twenty five minute slot, individual ball work, lots of movement, some passive pressure in pairs and threes into a live one v one. If I've got my full twenty five minute slot, bang. And then after, then maybe when the guys are doing some possession work or something else, so that I might take some of the forwards and then do some individual work with the forwards in terms of one v one play around the box and one v one and finishing box of so that. So very much, you know, okay, here's a couple of players. Take those while the rest of those go there so they can dip in and out if that makes sense so good like example you know when we was there particularly with one player a lot of success was that you know noticing a couple of things in the game where we thought that actually in and around the box we thought he wasn't we well, wasn't as effective as he was as he could be so then my mission was to actually look at the game reflect analyze with him try and make him a better dribbler because this is what dan said as well and dan you know obviously one of the best you know coaches in the country and also you developers you know he he thinks outside the box what normally happens when you've got a player who's not performing at the level you look at his you look at his uh, especially a maverick you know I mean, someone to play a 10 yeah. 9 or 7 11 they'll say oh look what's he not doing okay look at his clips so what pass it play it easier play it easier when actually he said no what we want to do we want me to try and work with him to make him more effective dribbler because that is his super skill right so over the course of that several months that's what i did we, we watched the games individualized the games worked in the sessions as well and just said to him look Try to build him up to basically build his confidence up and say, Look, just get your head up, that sort of thing, rather than saying the old way. So I'll just get rid of it quick while taking risks. You know what I mean? And now he's this guy that, you know, made his international first team debut as well, you know, this season. It's interesting because he's talking about that, that, that risk element. So where does the, and I can imagine it's a lot easier if, you, if you're working with a kid over two, three years, session a week, but where does the psychology kind of piece fit for you? around, obviously, the stuff you're asking players to do is linked to creativity, no fear, yeah, mistakes. I think, what, how does that work in, in your work, in your line of work, mate? Well, I think you've summed up there, isn't it? It's about, you know, creativity, you no know, fear, you know, willing to make mistakes and try things. You know, you've got these players who uh, have to be in an environment and, you know, as long as they've got coaches, you know, open to that, then, you know, it's 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 fine. I mean, it's, I mean I've had situations where I've coached, you know, Premier League players, and then I've seen them do like a step over turn on stretch of day, which we've been working on and get crossing, and then that they've been battered by the coach for having too many touches on the ball, even never said so. So it's difficult. You got so it's, if yeah. it helps if you're if you have you know if you're aligned with the coaching staff and they're saying yeah, well this is good, go for that. I want this guy. They see the bigger picture. I mean, it's easier in youth development as probably we know. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's you know because it is you know you've got the, you know, you've got your, your eyes set on on the on the prize, which is they're, they're getting them into the first team. Do you know what I mean? Whereas maybe. 
you know, if it's about three points in the weekend, we don't want them taking more risk. But in my from my perspective, work on those players. Just like I say, yeah, just encourage them to, to obviously make sure they worked on it, they've practiced. You know, so say we break those things down, break them down, work on them, master them, master those technical areas, and then bang, got to take them into the game situations. Yeah. So take that piece of work that you do, like the first twenty five minutes of a session. Once you go into the team session again, take away also like taking three or four players to one side. In the session, do you feel there's a role for you or someone similar to you who could drive by dipping and out with certain players in a session, like I said, in certain moments where they've given the ball away or they've not yeah, yeah, yeah. Because He's... also, yeah, for me, this is just looking. So, like, you know, even now I can think about remember when I was looking at that guy, the boy plays the fullback, you know, he could be better at his first touch in terms of taking players out of the game, that sort of thing. So, I'm always looking, thinking, and sort of making notes. Okay, so now I've seen that, what it looks like in the game. Maybe next session I'll speak to the coach. Say, Look, can I work with him for a little bit to work on that sort of thing? I noticed that a couple of times he's not being as efficient with his on the ball as he could be, and then doing that, or then like saying working with his players, just having the word with him. Yeah, remember that, come be positive, that sort of thing. Working around, I mean, that's what all coaches do, anyways. You know, you're working in those environments. You know, you got your, you know, multidisciplinary staff. There's quite a few coaches about, and everyone's talking, everyone's supporting, everyone's doing that. In terms of my do, yeah, you know, I might be just supporting those particular players. I'm always looking and thinking about, oh yeah, there's another thing. Oh, I noticed that. I noticed that, and. That sort of thing. And then where where did this real crossover come? Because did because again you didn't like do individual coaching straight away. I can imagine you went through a bit of a a coach teams, a coach possessions, a coach drills I've seen in the past, and then you had that almost light bulb moment and went bang right. This is yeah. This well, is I mean, yeah. Like I said, I mean, lucky when my first job academy football came at Tottenham when I was doing the under nines. Obviously working on the Chris Ramsey and Chris said they like, didn't want any, you know, team football. We wanted all individual stuff. So we didn't do I didn't in our first nine two or good of two years didn't do any possession in group possession stuff at all. People said, Wow, so we just worked on individual ball work. Obviously did some pass and receiving techniques. Yeah. Just loads of one v ones, two v two, three v threes, chaos games, that sort of thing, bang, bang. And we're lucky we played six v six in a tight pitch. We battered most people are such good too because it was tight space. We'd go on a big pitch and they'd be eight pitch, we'd get annihilated by everybody because yeah. they'd be popping it, their heads up, and we'd just be running around. We had to be patient, so I did that for two years. And then when I did the 11s for two years after that, and what I noticed that then I did I transitioned. We did transitioned into more possession work. So we still did lots of individual stuff, but then we supported the players into sharing the ball, opening the pitch up, you know, working with overloads, that sort of thing. But what we saw is that they're technically so amazing. The one-touch stuff just came easy, do you know what I mean? Because they were just so good on the ball. So that patience in the initial time really paid off for those players who could then just move the ball, shift it, and work as a, as a thing. Because it's a lot easier to teach players how to move the ball quicker than it is to try and dribble and beat a player or turn and, and you know, receive the ball under pressure. Yeah. And that's been like I said, Chris Ramsey's give you almost like the autonomy to go and do that. Yeah. And then... so, I mean, a bit with, like I say within that, it's always because it, the philosophy was truly uh, individual based. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to, each player's got to be, each player's got to be, you know, master of the ball. Each player's got to be, be able to dominate 1v1 in different situations. That was a real specific sort of focus. Do you feel that's something that could be mirrored at, and again, you might have seen it at like a category three level? Because yeah, every level, yeah, I think every level because yeah. because every every player could need help on the ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Every player can improve on the ball. Because again, some people's arguments would be, "Oh, Tottenham signed some of the best players in London," but again, like you're saying, if you go down the coach development and coaching <laughs> curriculum route, you should be able to develop the players in that. In well, that that's way. well, yeah. Well, you know, maybe those players need it more. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, they, they need it even more. So you probably might need to spend more time with it. 
I mean, I, I mean, I work with players now who are professional footballers who technically need loads of work. Do you know what I mean? And maybe they've got through on the fact that they're physically really blessed. They've got physically exceptional outlier capabilities. Yeah. Well, they have. And they come to see me because they realise, you know, technically they want to push on to be the next level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, again, around that, around that time with when you were with Tottenham and starting out, what who else was kind of influencing your work around this stuff? Was someone individual you seen work as a coach or...? Uh, no, I mean, like I said, we had obviously Ricardo Moniz was at a club. Obviously, he's you know, yeah, world, world famous skills coach from the best in the world, and he was really sort of inspirational. Danny Buck, I worked with a lot as well. Talk about him, you know, and obviously Chris Ramsey. Those two, probably Chris and Bucky, were you know, the biggest influences in my career at that time. I mean, I had the idea about the philosophy had to work, and that got me the job and you know, helped me accelerate quickly within the club because I was unique in the way I delivered. That's why they liked me. But I mean, they really taught me how to work with elite players in an elite environment and that sort of thing. That's that's different. Do you know what I mean? Working grassroots football, working elite academy football is different kettle. Do you know what I mean? So those two were really, really important aspects of me. But in terms of yeah, individually, not really because it was still it's it's, it's, it's unique. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not it's not that you know, there's not many people were doing it. And even people say, why are you doing that? And what is that? And you know, people even now like saying, why work individually? It's working in the teams. People can't get their head around it. Maybe do you know what I mean? So how do you? There wasn't. Manage- how did you? How well? How did you then? And how do you now manage your way through that? Because again, that can be. You probably got to be a bit more single-minded, which I, I imagine you are. Yeah, but I mean, gone, yeah, this isn't for us. Yeah, listen, exactly. But, I mean, yeah, now I don't need to because the, the, the caliber of players are coming to work with me, and you know the, the results we're getting speak for themselves. Yeah, so you know I mean, so you know, you always get this pushback. Oh, yeah, but you know what? You know, what, you know, there's no decision making, no interference, unopposed rubbish, that sort of thing. You know, but it's just. It's just, I'm, not, I'm not talking in theory here. I'm talking in practice. Do you know what I mean? I'm, you know, got a Premier League player saying this is well, just unbelievable. This has changed my game. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, so now just, I don't try not to get sort of involved in it because you don't have to. Do you know? yeah, I, don't right. need, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't need to convince people. I don't, you don't, don't do it, don't do it. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. lucky now when I'm in a position is that I'm not looking for work. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not looking for, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm self sustainable. You know, I'm, I'm very successful business. I don't do what I want to do, so I don't need to go and say, oh, "Convince me, oh, you should do this." I mean, listen, I'm always, you know, I always, I love to work at another club again and do work, those sorts of things. But I don't need to, go and, you know, beg people, knock and don't convince people because, do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, yeah, like I say, there was, you know, the players I work with talk for themselves. Fortunately enough, yeah, no, you're right. It's because I, I'm from my personal philosophy. I feel like there's a massive area for your your type of work and similar type of work because. For me, you need them tools to then go into the team stuff and the decision making yeah, stuff and where yeah, there's chaos. I, I, and I think as well, it just helps with having someone with different sort of different eyes on 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 the on the session. Do you know what I mean? Looking at so, hang on, look at this player here when you're working that little thing. You know, and, and coming out, and everyone sees the game in a different way anyway. Everyone you know has confirmation bias in terms of how they deliver and they want to do you know do what they do is fair enough and that sort of thing. But I think it helps having someone who's going to come in and step away to right. Well, you know, the, the, the game on the weekend is not my priority here. You know, my priority is like thinking, right, how can we stretch these players individually? How can we get these players better and eventually get these players, you know, contracts? Because yeah. you talked a, a bit earlier on, like, knowledge and research. What what do you do yourself and, like, what kind of things have you found and and kind of come to terms with it, your work? Yeah, kind of work? yeah I mean... 
mean, in terms of like research and stuff, I mean, you know, I've, I've done a master's, done my master's in education. I was very much football based, which yeah. I did around football and my research project and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about, you know, you know, for example, the, you know, the youth module and stuff like that did heavily influence me. Do you know what I mean? And, but, it, you know, when I first went, you know, I kind of regurgitate all the stuff I was told, oh, you know, there's no point in doing no such thing as 1v1 in football and unopposed stuff is pointless, that sort of thing. But I mean, what, what I've what I've come to understand is that the importance of the game in what you're doing. And this is a, just a conversation I have and people, I think, misunderstand working away from the game, maybe because they don't understand maybe that you can actually link it to the game. It's the skill of the coach to link it to the game, link your practice to the game, make your, make your practices look like the game. And if your skill of the coach is actually delivered to the player and communicate that to the player, but also it should always be challenging, it should always be intense, do you know what I mean? And that's that's really important as well. But yeah, I mean, I think back to how much my training's changed in 20 years. I mean, definitely, like, for example, you know, if I think about my practices I've done this week, you know, I'm always using a goal, for example, it's always game movements, finishing with some end product, that sort of thing, you know, and I might maybe do more t- more movements than you might have seen in a game, but that's about developing movement movement patterns and possibilities with players. But it's always like with the thinking about right, you know, it's like I say working with a striker in the in the box, movements to receive to shoot, bang to score, bang. So linking that to the game, you want it to look like the game. And that's why, you know, I look at a lot of sessions, you know, ball mask, you know, individual sessions, you know, they run around in circles or going around cones and stuff. None of my Sessions will look there. They'll look like you know, for example, you know, a seven movements to beat a mannequin to go and score and shoot, receive again, spinning round. So, you know, I've, I've thought about this recently as well. You know, I think we, we practice. You know, we don't practice the harder things in the game enough individually. Do you know what I mean? So those, you know, those things about those things that separate the mere mortals for the special, the out, the real outliers. You know, these those Ballon d'Or players, the ones that superstar, your Modrić's, your Neymar's, your Iniesta's, your Xavi's, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Think about what makes them exceptional, you know, in terms of their movements with the ball. We don't practice that enough, and that's all I practice. Do you know what I mean? All I practice is movements to receive, the break pressure, movements to break lines with the ball at my feet, and then obviously shooting and finishing a pass and a crossing or whatever. That's all I practice. I really hammer those things and try and challenge players to create those things which are going to create game-changing moments in the game. Do you know what I mean? Because actually, that's what we want. Do you know what I mean, that's what's going to make a player stand out. Yeah, no. And again, have you seen it evolve into? Probably answering the wrong question here, but have you seen it evolve into more positions on the pitch in the last five or six years? Whereas, like you said, the Mavericks used to be wide players and tens. Yeah. Are yeah, you yeah, finding yeah. are you finding players coming to you that are centre backs? Yeah, centre backs, full back. Obviously, loads of full backs. Yeah. I mean, full backs, centre backs, four, eight, tens. Because in the modern game, you know, I've talked about this. You know, when I, when I present. You know, every player on the pitch, even keepers, need you know, you know, need one v one on the ball qualities. Need to be able to be comfortable on possession. You know, when under pressure, be able to receive, keep the ball, and then play forward, ideally under pressure or break lines of the ball. So those, you know, so whether you know, you're the, the days of just being a, you know, big centre back who's just got to lump it, kick it, and whack it, or same as centre midfielder's got to break it up, gone. If you're talking about playing at the highest level, do you know what I mean? So that's why you got to think about, for example, working with this player the other day who's you know, Premier League. For a high Premier League like Academy one of the cat ones, do you know what I mean? As a number eight, right? He can do everything. So he can he can receive, you know, he can run beyond and he can break lines of distribution. I said, you've got to be able to why can't you break lines of the ball at your feet as well? So let's work on that. Do you know I mean you've got all these things and what let's add that to your game. So you've got your super strengths, fair enough, work on that, but work on this as well. If you have all of those three areas, you can break lines of the ball at your feet, you can run, you know, be yeah. players with off the ball running and also play distribute as well. You've got everything. Do you know what I mean? You've got everything as a in terms of in possession football. No, I love that. I love that. And again, you, you're right. And that, 
are you again probably from the start to when you when you're working now are you seeing a little bit of a change towards kind of your role and how you might or more permanently fit within the academy environment in years to come uh, yeah, I just think, you know, well, I'm lucky. So, for example, at Arsenal at the moment, so I'm working a consultant with Arsenal, you know, they use my app and then also, you know, helping them with their coach development sort of stuff and <clears throat> fitting with that, so trying to, you know, support that. But, yeah, I mean, listen, ideally, you know, I, you know, I'm great to meet to work at a massive club as, or any, you know, big club in, in the head of individual development, that sort of thing, and supporting players all the way through and that sort of thing, you know, that'd be great. Or, you know, ideally even, you know, first team level, they're working as an individual specialist, that sort of thing, because it is now becoming much more widespread. Yeah. And again, just going back down kind of the a bit more personal with you around like obviously the work you do do. Um what have been kind of the the best moments or kind of milestones for you as an individual coach over the last 15, 20 years, mate, like we've really kind of hit home for you and maybe for others. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I say, like, yeah, I mean, even that this last few weeks, <clears throat> sending players, you know, watching, you know, match of the day and then watching, you know, in the Premier League players work on specifically the moments we've just worked in our session. It's great. And it's happened. It's happening more and more. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I went to luckily like, went to the Arsenal Brentford game before Christmas, you know, and I'd worked with something like six players in that. In both squads, some of that individual is great. I thought that's amazing. And when I get to the point where I've worked with even more players, do you know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, I mean, Max Aaron's obviously was a big one for me. You know, all the work we did, and you know, he's what two years he, he was, didn't have a club for two years, just trained with me as a 14 to 16 year old science scholar at the end of that. And then, you know, Premier League three years later, and you know, really talks nicely about the stuff that we did, you know, in terms of transforming his game. So, those sorts of things are really nice. And just, I mean, that's it. We get feedback from players, seeing things, obviously, when you see things in the game, you say, wow. Do you know I mean, you know, that's that happened like, you know, one of my players playing Man City, do you know what I mean, this season, and he'd done something, a 1v1 move in the game. And I thought, wow, do you know what I mean, this is the highest level against the best team in the world. You've done that. You know, what I mean, that's something we've been practicing in isolation on the pitch here, you know, maybe week. It was yeah. amazing. That's, and it's just what, and I thought, you know, that's for me, that's because, I mean, as I say, most of it's amazing. That is, that proves you can do it. Do you know what I mean, if we do yeah. it at that level, anyone can do it. And that was really satisfying. So I thought, yeah, this is, you know what I mean, it's, it's, it's great. No, that's good. So I just kind of tied up, mate. What what kind of things are you up to at the minute? Uh, what kind of projects have you got that you're looking to start and get going? Yeah, so like I say, like my personal football coach app's going really well. So clubs like Arsenal use it, and Academy is going really well. Uh, Wolves, Birmingham, uh, Middlesbrough, um, and certainly like grassroots clubs all around. It was carrying developing that you know, in terms of working with clubs, consulting with clubs, and then obviously you know individuals use it. Developing more position specific courses, and things just 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 carrying working, man. Trying to you know carry on learning, and well, I mean for me it's great. You know when you're working with top players, and, you know, and then watching them in the games, and then analysing their games, that's really challenging for me, and that's really helps me in terms of tuning me in and keeping me you know developing myself. Because I mean that's what it's all about, the game at the highest level, you know. And if you can sort of you know try and gain some sort of understanding or relationship with that, and then try and replicate that in your training, then I think you're on the sort of the right sort of path. Yeah, no, I love that. But no, so thanks, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, pleasure, mate. Always. Definitely, we'll catch up soon. Cheers, mate. Nice one, mate. Cheers, though.